The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. It's pronounced ash-hole. You dumb asshole. Excuse me? It's ash-hole. You, sir, are an asshole. <laughs> it's ash-hole, you idiot. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. For the last time, it's ash holes. Oh, you were right. I'm just your kind of asshole. It's time, once again, for my kind of ash holes on Unfiltered Cigar Radio. And welcome back to the Ash Holes, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. I'm Aaron Noonan, and I'm joined once again with our panel of ash holes, uh, Jessica Fanari, Mike Damari, and Ed Sullivan over on the board keeping a little us bit sane. hidden and today we're joined by our very special guest christian aroa welcome oh, back yay. thank you sir it's been about a little over a year and a half i think man i love coming up here to sunny new hampshire every day <laughs> yeah. oh, it's miserable out there oh it's bro you know we, we got our guy here jim jim price he's like man we, yep. let's go to opening day i go dude there's no way i'm going to a baseball oh, game miserable. when it's like 32 degrees outside and yeah you're raining still and snowing. on hard seats and just getting soaked yeah it yeah. makes no sense Hot not enough beer to good. compensate for that yeah, yeah, I think the problem with only Pac too is if you want to be able to have leg room, I know you're a tall guy, you're not going to be able to buy 80% of the seats in the stadium. You have to buy the expensive ones with leg room, otherwise your knees are going to be in the back of somebody's head and no one wants that. <laughs> so, not like that'd be an issue, but on a miserable day, it's just oh, an added layer it. of yeah, BS you don't that, need to deal with. That's the good thing about going to the Marlins games. Marlins games, you can get any seat you want, anywhere you want. You can get the front row, and there's no one around you, so you can smoke cigars and do anything you want. <laughs> well, that's probably... Yeah. And you become family. You're one of 12 people that uh, that are watching the game. There's a little more Aww. to it then, yeah. Because, yeah, definitely not with the Red Sox. You can't, can't smoke anywhere near the stadium. I'll give you a hard time with that. Thanks for being here. I'm really excited. Found out you're going to be on here today. Um, uh, Please, all mine, man. I love being up here. This is, this is great. Um, we're smoking today a CLE, one of yours, the Prieto, um, the Diadema. Um, looks like a box press, nice figurado. Just lit it up. And you said there's an interesting way to cut this one. Mm -hmm. You said you want to cut it at a little bit of an angle on the tip. Yeah, one thing that affects the flavor of cigars is, is moisture. Mm -hmm. And, of course, your tongue accumulates a lot of moisture. Yeah. So... What I started doing about probably about 15, 16 years ago when I, I cut the cigar, I usually just use your fingernail and I use the upper quarter of the cigar of the, uh, you know, half, the half circle because sure. you want the smoke to touch your palate and not really touch your tongue. Hmm, right. So it completely changes the way you taste the cigar and the flavor behind the cigar. Wow. It's a whole different experience. And especially if, if you're also beginning to learn how to retrohale, sure. it helps to retrohale a lot too. And wow. that's where you get the true flavor of the cigar. Yeah, I see a lot of people it getting gummed up towards the end because they've been slobbering on it the oh, whole gosh. time. You know, uh, and they're like, why is was all this tar coming from? Well, it's mostly you <laughs> That's spit. actually your mouth. It's yeah. actually the spit and you're controlling <laughs> yeah, that. You. But it's nice to, it's interesting <laughs> when you put it, when you, uh, you know, put it your, on your mouth and then you see that, you know, the saliva is not anywhere near where the smoke's going to be coming out of. It definitely, it's, 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 I love stuff like that. Yeah. Like that, I, I geek out about those little, little small well, things. Well, listen, also, you know, and we put, we, when you use the vegetable glue, we don't go halfway down the cap of the cigar. We just go to the top. So, you know, I see a lot of guys that love to cut the whole head on the cigar, which is everybody has their style. Everybody enjoys the cigars in their own way. <laughs> Some are just wrong. But yeah. I, no, but yeah, right. no, no, you know, it's not wrong. Yeah. It's just that oftentimes a lot of people, won't, a lot of the, the, the rollers, when they put the wrapper on, they won't put the vegetable glue that, mm -hmm. far, that far down. So you end up, the cigar ends up unraveling. Mm -hmm. So the way to cure that is you actually take the wrapper, un, unravel a little more, 
you lick it from the bottom part and you put it back on and it will stick back on. Huh. Excellent. But a lot of people like to lick it on top, but you got to lick it on the bottom side and then you stick it back on and it'll stick for you. Hmm. This wow. is this is the most interesting feeling I've ever had while smoking a cigar. Your is it cutting really? technique? It's very yes. Cool. The air is actually pushing up on the palate. It's incredible. It's actually making it cooler. I can taste a lot. It tastes like chocolate. It's, is this right? supposed to taste like chocolate? Because it tastes chocolatey. like chocolate. Uh, yes. <laughs> is good. That was a plan. No, it's just kidding. Very, it's got a nice sweetness. Especially with the first light because mm. it's get that concentrated wrapper flavor. It's wild. Right? This is really cool. Next time you guys enjoy this, um, you can get these. They're $16.49 for a single 10-count box, $145.99, which you're going to want for a 10-count box. Try this cutting technique. Give it a, a whirl your regular way. I'll show them, Ed, if you want to switch cameras. Give switch it a whirl cameras. your regular way of cutting, and then I want you to try to cut it this way because, seriously, it does change everything. Like, my whole world, my mind is blown. It's crazy. <laughs> it's but it does feel bit, nice. Wow, yeah. yeah. Well, and the, the smoke has cooled down a little bit, too, by the time it actually exactly. hits your tongue. Exactly. So it's, it's like a chilled chocolate cupcake. Is this like your wheelhouse? Would you say a cigar like this is is what you would, would reach for if you were at a cigar shop? Yeah. You know, it's funny because, uh, you know, I was actually obviously known for making full-body cigars mm. in the past. And, and when I started this new company in 2012... I said, you know, let me let me show <laughs> let me show the people like the, the blends I make that I've matured a lot sure. more, and I like making more uh, medium body cigars. But <laughs> I, you know, now we've been working on the the uh, Dark, and I've been working on the new Aido Hamstrung cigars, which will be out next month. Nice. Then I found myself, you know, you, a tire can't change the stripes. I like full body cigars, so I'm slowly and uh, actually not slowly, I'm rapidly moving toward the direction awesome. of making cigars with a lot more body again. And you know, the difference is. You know, there is. Uh, you, we were talking earlier off uh, before we started that sometimes cigars can can saturate your palate if they're too strong, and the reason that happens is the way tobacco is fermented and a lot of the seeds. You know, I, I've never been a huge fan of the Criollo '98, those new hybrid seeds, mm-hmm. because those new hybrid seeds tend to deliver a lot of strength, a lot of power, mm. but not that. That this is my opinion, of course. You know, my opinion, they don't deliver that finesse. What I love about that Corojo tobacco, the authentic Corojo seed. That it can give you full body. You can smoke as many as you want in one day, and it's not going to affect the flavor of the cigar. So it, the strength comes with, with a level of, of sweetness to it, which is natural. It's not that hybrid taste. You know, sometimes you'll get that little bitterness in the back of your throat from a lot of Scurry 98. So I don't, I don't use hybrids. I, I mean, I do use them some brands, but I don't use it on the Adol brand. Mm. And because uh, the flavor is completely different, and I like the fact that you can make a cigar that's a lot of body and it's going to give you a sweet finish. 20 minutes later, you still you, know, you, you can still taste, taste the, that sweetness yeah. and you smoke the next cigar and it's like you hadn't smoked anything all day long. That's amazing. You said authentic Corojo. Now, I notice <laughs> every time you say mm-hmm. Corojo, it's always authentic Corojo. Because there's a lot of fakes out there. Right. And I noticed <laughs> that, that I, I'll get a cigar that says Corojo and I'm experienced mm-hmm. with smoking stuff from your family. You know, and, and I know what Corojo should taste like, and I smoke, I'm not going to mention any names, but I'll smoke that Corojo, and it's not really Corojo. Well, you know, it, it was actually, um, it was it was something, a big fight of mine when I was back, uh, when was this, 99, when actually we launched it here at, at Two Guys Smoke Shop, I was 26, 27 years old, and I remember getting so pissed off, man, because someone took the Corojo name, and I tried to register the trademark Corojo, mm-hmm. so... In essence, there is only one authentic Corojo seed. Right. Uh, we were unable, United States uh, pay, uh, Patent Trademark Office did not allow us to trademark that name mm. so other people could use that name. And that's where Corojo 98 was born, Corojo 2006. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Corojo, uh, Corojo 99 and Corojo 2006 were born. 
And so we never were able to protect the name. So I use the word authentic because, I don't know, it's just just a jab I like to put out there. I like it. But there's only one. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, it makes people think. Yes. It's like, oh, why is it authentic? Why aren't these other ones? You know, We exactly. actually have a new t-shirt that says, if it's not authentic, it's Fugazi. So <laughs> I like and I that. actually wanted to, take, one. I wanted to take the whole scene from uh, Donnie Brasco. <laughs> yeah, remember the, the, oh, that's a Fugazi. That's a Fugazi. <laughs> and, uh, but I figured Instagram would have something to say about that, and, and uh, it would, they would take it off in a heartbeat. But I was actually mm-hmm. even trying to figure out. I was doing the script. I was doing the whole thing. It really is night and day. Like some people that think that they've had Corojo, if they've never had something from the Aeros, they need to have it before they can say they have had Corojo. Thank you. Appreciate it's the, that. It's the epitome of what a Corojo should taste like. It's got a little bit of strength, that sweetness that I, I, I don't really know. Like Jonathan uh, downstairs, Mr. Jonathan, the boss, he, you know, he'll say some flavor notes that I've. I just, it tastes like uh, he, he is keyboard very good with duster. Like I mean, like <laughs> just some of the things that he comes up with is just. I don't have the complexity or, or the experience yet, but I just know that sweetness that I get with the with the spice, just a mild little bit of spice. It's it's something special. Like that tobacco is mm. is not. You can have a, an entire cigar, a complex blend, if you will, with one tobacco plant. Like that stuff is fire. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you very much, man. (laughs) I I love it. I love it. It really is a beautiful process how it all works. You know, the the tobacco plant gives you, tobacco plant gives you everything. You have the lower primaries give you certain colors. The higher primaries give you different colors. You know, now the the Aero Dark is going to be from the higher primaries. And that means when you go through the fermentation process, which takes a little longer, by a little longer, I mean like an extra 9, 10, 12 months. Wow. Uh, But it's going to give you a a whole different flavor than if the cigar were like the Aero Colorado, I make it with a second priming and the third priming, yeah. which is more medium, medium to full body. So for people who don't know, primings are just basically where on the plant the leaves are being picked from. Lower primings would be closer Lower to the ground, the plant, yeah. thinner, thinner the tobacco yeah. leaves, mostly probably used uh, for combustion. Um, the higher you go up, the more, um, you know, thicker the tobacco is and the more you can do with it as far as fermentation and aging because it's thicker, it probably will hold up a little bit better. Probably can't do too much with the thinner stuff. Um but that's what primings mean if anybody's... When people are talking about Lajero, that's the right. higher priming. It's exactly. We, we throw around Lajero a lot, but you don't talk about Seco and Visa a lot because people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's the thing that I was wondering about. Um, so if you heard somebody say, uh, this is a triple Maduro, for instance, um, I said, to my knowledge, I think it's wrapper, binder, filler. But when I say to my knowledge, it really just means... I have no idea what I'm talking about. Please correct me if you if <laughs> to you my know, knowledge, if you, which is none. If, if ever you hear me say to my knowledge, it's just basically jump just, in if I'm wrong because I, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. But would you say if something that you made was considered a triple Maduro, are you talking about wrapper, binder, filler, all being thicker prime, uh, higher priming? Yeah, you take it from the higher primings and, and then the plant. See, Maduro means mature. Sure. Mm-hmm. And Maduro was never meant to be a black cigar. That yeah. is something that happened during the cigar boom in the 90s. And... You know, the, the, the thicker, the thicker Habano seeds will give you these darker colors. And those are not, you know, those are Maduro. They're, they're, they're full, they're mature, they're mm-hmm. very strong leaves. Now, in, in the 90s, there was such a demand for something different that Mexican wrappers and U.S. Connecticut broadleaf mm-hmm. would ferment naturally dark, yeah. which are actually not as strong and they're very sweet. And they ended up becoming what the, the gold standard for, for Maduro, mm-hmm. Maduro cigars. So, yes. If you're talking about a cigar that, that when you mention Maduro, normally you want to think that the leaf is probably from the high priming. And by the way, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't kick yourself so much about what you know because there's so much information now mm-hmm. and we're so open and, and so many people have written so much about cigars, which I love the fact that there's so much information out there that you guys can learn. 
And because uh, one thing that always bothered me in the past when there was disinformation, yeah, and people just come out and start telling stories, which I think hurt our industry a lot more than it would help the industry. I still hear them today. You know those those stories that somebody says, "Oh, this tobacco was uh, it was grown in the Andes on the side of a <laughs> volcano, and it was carried down by Sherpas." And there's a lot of companies that so-called like I, I call them, you know, they're fake cigar makers. They 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 have a you know, a factory produce a cigar for them. All of a sudden, they make up some wild story about it, like it's the most magical tobacco ever created, mm-hmm. and and they're selling out. Do you ever get tempted to follow any of those like marketing gimmicks that are out there saying something super? I mean, you already have Corojo, the authentic Corojo. There's not really much else you need as far as that goes. But do you ever get tempted when you see companies that that do those so-called like limited run things? Do you ever? You know, it's um. It's funny you ask that because we talked about a lot about that during our sales meeting this year. We met with everybody in January, bring all the salespeople in. Mm-hmm. And it really is a subject that we had to really group. Remember like Sesame Street, you put the different groups, uh, yeah. fruit, vegetable, everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we took the different companies out there. You know, there are a couple of big companies. They're all very good companies. You had General Cigar, you had Altavis, right. you know, that's mm-hmm. These are these mega companies. Right. They have factories, they have farms, they do this. Mm-hmm. And then you have a smaller group of us, which are just family owned. We have farms, we have factories. So, you know, what makes our situation a little different than most, that this is the second company. So when I was in my 20s, I was full of piss and vinegar. I just want to be the biggest, and I just want to grow. And, and if Jose Oliva was doing something, son of a bitch, I had to do it better than right. him. And that guy was doing something because we're just aggressive at that exactly. point. Mm-hmm. You know, once you get past and once the whole ego thing is over and you're able to start over again because you can actually sit back. The best example, imagine you could go back to high school again. Oh, my God. And do the things and, you know, oh, you know what I know now, I want to have a lot yeah. more fun. We always say that I actually i am able to live it again and do a lot of things more, a lot more smartly than That's I did awesome. before in the past and not make the mistakes that I make in the past, although I don't regret any single one of them. Right. Um, so the very short answer, the, the long answer to your short question is, you know, uh, I don't get tempted anymore to do it because yeah. I think that. You know, I, I want to be able to sell the product 100% based on its merits. Mm. I don't want I don't want the stories. I don't want to come up with that because there's no satisfaction in me and and tricking somebody into something. Yeah. Especially because you know part of my, what I'm doing this year and next year, I'm traveling every single week this year. Wow. And I want to meet as many people that smoke my products as possible. And I just want to hand it to them. I want to like Jim has a word called hand selling. It's not so much hand selling, but I want to hand present it just like we're doing mm. with you guys tonight. I want to sit here and let you guys taste every single cigar we make and tell me what you think. And I'll tell you the story behind every single cigar because I really want, you know, my pleasure is to be able to present something where it, 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 it customers begin to enjoy it organically, not because of some yeah. gimmick or this and that. And I'm also a traditionalist. Uh, listen, you know, back then there were companies that, that, that were revolutionary in the way we do. CAO is one great company. Right. It was, uh, you know, these guys came up with the best packaging that, that we've, we've ever seen or back then they were wow. so huge i mean they had this one campaign we had the baseball caps you buy three cigars you get a baseball cap mm-hmm. sure. we're like damn man that was such That's a great smart idea. campaign <laughs> so we're, we're all right now running to china i'm in shenzhen when <laughs> if i told you those stories those are a whole different story yeah it so it was really interesting the way it works but today i, I don't focus on them and now it's we're just focused on legacy mm. and i'm focused on on getting the company to a level where we're profitable enough to i can start feeding my charity yes and other things i'm driven by completely different things mm. And uh, yes, I was tempted. 
not anymore because I think I would be cheating myself. That's like going out and being, I want to be the best hitter ever. Right. And I'm going out there with a cork bat. I don't want to do it. I respect I don't want to. I mean, I, and if you're going really out do. with a gimmick and so you're getting respect. customers with a gimmick and they don't stick around because of the quality of right. it, it's like, well, then you got to come up with another gimmick and another gimmick. And well, it's the problem is, is the, and that's what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you've been in the cigar industry for a very long time. You have a ton of great products, but I actually noticed you recently just put your name on a brand. So you have an Aroa cigar with your name on it. Is there a reason you decided then that was going to be your name? That was you? Yeah. You know, the reason we never used the name before, I mean, yes, we want to have the right product for it. And, and back then, you know, we put a lot of effort into the Camacho brand. The Camacho brand grew so much that we knew marketing-wise, to put a name on Aidoa was going to be disrupted to the Camacho brand. Mm-hmm. And and one thing we always had was the name is so hard to pronounce. We actually come out with <laughs> a bunch. still can't. I, <laughs> listen, I know, man. So now we're coming out with a whole campaign, which is, it's a phonetic way of pronouncing the name. It's like <laughs> E-R-O-A. So we're going to do t-shirts. We're going to do posts. We're going to do how to, how to uh, show people how to pronounce the name. That I did. And, you know, the other thing also, you know, back then, this Camacho was selling so quickly for us that I, I really wouldn't ferment tobacco as much as I wanted to. It was, it was not saying it was wrong. It's just not the way I wanted to. Mm. Right. You know, this company, every year you know, a cigar has tobacco has been aged at least four or five years. Everything is because that way you guarantee consistency in the blend. You know, South Fontana used to always say, cigars have to be consistently good or consistently bad. Just make them <laughs> consistent. Yeah. And now it's like the black jelly beans. You know, someone still, someone still likes them. Oh, exactly. You know, they're I terrible. Do. Do. They I, I the like best. them. Oh, you do, so see? All right. You're a couple weird people everywhere. <laughs> I like right. some of these and I'm fine with it. So, yeah. so anyway, so uh, we finally decided to use the name because it was I was finally proud of what we were doing. And, you know, we're trying to build legacy. And I'm very fortunate to have good friends and mentors like Carlos Fuente who can teach you. And he's willing to sit down. And I'm learning a lot from what they're doing. And I would love to see, you know, it, it, the name continue on and have three boys and hopefully these numb nuts decide to go into the, into the <laughs> Well, for a while, you weren't really even sure you wanted to do that. Is that is that true? That's what I heard for a while that Listen, you were I, a little hesitant. I saw years ago, man. I remember when I, when I was still in high school and, and and I started college, I would see my brother work with my dad. Oh, my God. And the fights were epic. I was like, oh, screw that. I don't work with the old man. So I got into when I was in Miami, I got my when I was getting um I graduated college. I went into a master's degree and started a finance company international with business. a friend of us. International, yes, sir. And uh, you know, we sold that company. And my dad said, hey, "Why don't you just come down here for for <laughs> come try it out Soft over here?" Sold, yeah. And I said, "You know what? I, I, you know, the old man's been nice to me. I'll give him six months out of my life. I, he deserves <laughs> that, bro. It was two weeks, and I was completely enamored really? with it because I, I realized I was like a fish in water. Yeah. You know, I grew up with." The workers, I grew up with the workers. I would play with yeah. their kids and, their, and right. the tractors in the farm, and I would work. So it was all so natural wow. for me, and I loved it, man. I, I absolutely loved it, and I haven't left since. And That's I was treated, treated you well. So, All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue smoking the Prieto Diadema with Christian Aroa. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly tailed head and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, 
What should you expect from a bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Stay tuned for more of The Ash Holes on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. When was the last time you experienced something for the first time? Curiosity drives discovery. Discover exceptional tobaccos aged to perfection with Balmoral Inejo XO. Born from passionate curiosity, Balmoral invites you to discover the optimal balance of sophisticated complexity and smoothness. Each meticulously crafted, extensively aged Inejo XO cigar blend is the result of a relentlessly global search for the top 5% of select premium tobaccos available, including our exclusive signature Brazilian Mata Norte. Crowned with a sun-grown Brazilian Arapiaca wrapper, Balmoral Inejo XO embraces your palate with complex notes of cedar, cacao, and peppery spices that finish with a smooth, underlying natural sweetness. We invite you to discover and experience Balmoral Inejo XO today. Davidoff Cigars celebrates 50 years of heritage, pioneering, and innovative cigar making in the spirit of the man who gave the company its name, Zeno Davidoff. To mark the 50th anniversary, Davidoff has dressed a selection of five iconic Davidoff cigars with a 50th commemorative white ring for a limited time. One of our best sellers, Anniversario Special R, begins with notes of freshly cut wood, spice, and sweet cream. The aroma is creamy and leathery, with spicy undertones. Experience the exquisite aroma and carefully balanced blend of tobaccos that ensures the most important times are beautifully filled. Available at appointed Davidoff retailers around the world. And welcome back to the Assholes. We're here with Christian Aroa smoking the Prieto Diadema. And, uh Enjoying it so far. Well, not pronounce that against her. <laughs> Prieto. No, the name. Eroa. That's good. Hey, Eroa. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do pretty well with it. I, w- um, I was fed a line by uh, Jim Price over here. He told me to pronounce it Eroa. Yeah. And you, I think he was, he was setting, setting me up, up for failure. Totally setting you totally. up. He's a New yeah. Englander, man. Yeah, well, he, he you, pronounces you it correctly. People can't pronounce things right here, man. Okay. Right. We went through a breakdown. We're going to talk the about butchering the English language. It's this one mostly. My accent oh. gets worse sitting next to him. It, it does. It's, yeah. It's bad. It's, it's impressive. It's a virus. It just makes it. It <laughs> does. It spreads, I think. <laughs> I'm contagious. Hmm. Um, I had a quick question. Um, so these terms like crop to shop, um, seed to shelf, those come up a lot. Um, to me, it's the highest level of a cigar maker is the guy that watches it through the whole process. 
Um, like I mentioned, right, exactly. I mentioned it before. There's a lot of guys that put their name on a brand, and all they did was select the best out of what the factory handed them. Now, how would you differentiate yourself from those type of cigar makers? Um, and why would you say yours is um, the way that you do things is necessarily set you apart from, say, your average boutique brand or whatever guy? Hey, that's really a really interesting question. I remember years ago, my father and anybody, the, the old timers in the industry would always tell you that whoever grows tobacco should not have a factory. Mm-hmm. And whoever has a factory should not grow tobacco. Hmm. And then oh. whoever makes cigars should not always do a distribution for the cigars. <clears throat> it was just an interesting, it was the way things would work. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there's a lot of logic behind it because if you spend X amount, I don't know, a million dollars in tobacco, right? And, you, and, and growing your own tobacco in the farm, you're going to make sure that you milk every single one of those, mm. right? Whereas if you're a customer from somebody, yeah. you're buying tobacco from somebody, you're getting just the primo stuff. You're not yeah. getting any bad stuff because you re- return the bad. So you're always tempted. Wow. Now, that's, of course, on, on the negative side. The positive side, you control your soil, control everything. Mm. For example, our farm is controlled by Bayer, zero impact on the environment. We have traceability and everything. We still get bad tobacco, though. I mean, we're, right. not, we're not perfect. I would love to sit here and tell you that we are, but we're not. So you always have these temptations and you always develop brands for that. So, and then the distribution was always something you didn't want to do because it, most of these companies were always family owned also. Mm-hmm. And there was usually just one old man and, and sometimes the kids would get involved and they just didn't have the, the, the uh, they weren't in the situation or in a position to really understand the market if they were in Honduras, Nicaragua, Cuba, wherever they were based out of. We were very fortunate because... And, and it happened by accident when my father had his accident. You know, we grew up in Tampa. We grew up in different places. So we began to slowly understand the U.S. mentality, the market, the language, everything. So now we were able to really put all these things together. And the fact that we had lemons, we had to make lemonade. Sure. And it just became – so my father was a grower. Yeah. In the 1980s when the industry died, you know, he was making the, the tobacco for a bearing – Mm-hmm. Bearing cigars, which was huge back then, yeah, like 21 million premium wow. cigars. It was still today mm. the single best-selling single cigar ever. Wow, the Bering Plaza It's like 19, 20 million cigars, some crazy wow. number like that. And then, and Swisher bought that company. Swisher decided not to buy any more tobacco from my father. This is probably 86, 87. So my dad said, "Okay, I got a lot of tobacco, and I got to start making cigars." So he had to learn to become a cigar maker at that point. Wow, and it was all, and it just so happened. So once we had a bunch of cigars. He was selling cigars to a distribution company that was South Fontana. It was called Fumas Tobacco. Yeah. Back then, it was called Carl Upman. Then he had to change the name to Backrat. He had National Brand Repeater, a couple other brands. And they weren't paying him. The partner, his name was Alex Gimelstein. He hadn't paid him. So now my father ends up owning now a bunch of brands. So now it's completely everything by accident. Everything gets put together. Uh, and now... You know, what sets us apart is that we have complete control of everything. Yep. You know, we, we can mm-hmm. really take or put our signature on what we want. We're responsible for everything we do. Mm-hmm. And now with the days of the FDA, if they demand traceability, we have traceability on yeah, everything we good. have. Mm-hmm. You know, I can look at a cigar that we make out of Honduras. We don't have it yet in Nicaragua, but out of Honduras, mm-hmm. I can give you traceability and tell you exactly when the tobacco was grown, what wow. farm it came from, the nicotine content. I can tell you everything. Wow. The mineral content. And uh, so we're really prepared in that aspect. But it all happened by accident. And look at, you know, everybody has to operate in the way that they can. doesn't mean that if you, for example, you have a dream at 3.30 in the morning, you want to come up with a cigar that would taste like this, that you go to a, a, any factory mm-hmm. and have them make a product doesn't mean that you can't be successful at it because sure. we have a lot of successful brands out there. Right. You know, a lot of good friends of mine do that. 
And, uh, you know, they're, they're respected like anybody else. Actually, we almost get jealous yeah. because these guys don't have that much risk. You know, right. you don't have a payroll. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, when I have my own factory in Honduras, which is, you know, something we face every time, if I'm making, if I'm buying, I don't know, 5,000 cigars a day, mm-hmm. I'm not buying 5,000 cigars a day. I still have to make 8,000 cigars to make those 5,000. So my cigars are always more expensive than if I just bought it from a third party mm. where I only get yeah, the premium. what I want. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, wow. as a business, de- <laughs> business decision, it's a lot smarter to buy oh, cigars yeah. from somebody else. <laughs> as a quality control and, and, and crop to shop kind of a sure. decision, much better because I really can't blame anybody else. Right. Mm. Is know? that how you're able to make the insane sizes you do for Asylum oh, without man. charging people wow. an incredible amount of money for them? Yeah, man. It was funny because, you know, it was a lost leader. still is right now. You know, the wow. Asylum, the 70 by 7, is the lost leader for us. You know, that, that cigar is not, it's not very profitable for us at all. It's was that impressive. a joke? Yeah. Was that like it was a, just it, like, let me see what I can do? It was a, no, it was, it, was it, it was a fight I had. Not a fight, but it was a friendly <laughs> discussion with Tom Lazuka because <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. he wanted that size. I thought it was stupid. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make 5,000 because you're going to eat them. <laughs> I did it just because I wanted to have the I told you so on him. And, and that turned out to be a, a huge, huge turning point for us, a huge decision for us. And so the 70 by 7 was meant to be a gimmick. I think the retail price at the beginning was $7. Wow. And so, we, you know, we were losing X amount on, on, on each cigar. Yeah. But it just started becoming real popular. And I thought it was going to be like a seasonal thing for yeah. six months, eight months. What really made it happen for us when everybody started copying that size. Yes. Yeah. And that and now, to me. Like, everything's going bigger green gauge. Yeah. yeah. Bro, you know why? The first you know, one. And the thing was, and there's that book, 22 Immutable Laws of Branding, and it teaches you that when somebody copies your brand, that's the best thing that can happen to yeah. your brand. You know, when, when, when I was younger and people started coming out oh. bros, I remember getting pissed off and I want to go to the Commerce Department and complain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Sal Fontana stopped me that time. But then when, when this happened, Tom Lazuka, of course, he was new to it on, on this side of the table. I said, Tom, dude, don't you hear the angels singing, man? That's it. The, yeah, they, he just these people just solidified the seventy by seven, and it was home run. So when you begin to dig in a little deeper, you begin to understand that the reason why the seventy by seven is so popular is because for the price, you get three do, uh, three hours worth of enjoyment, Unreal. two and a half hours, three hours, and it also matched up with the time that Instagram was becoming popular, oh. and people were getting the cool pictures with the big. Cigar. It does. I mean, on I mean, in an Instagram takes up more of the screen. <laughs> yeah, because it's so big. The yeah. thing about those seventy by sevens, so seven by seventies, is I think, and, and I think it's true. I might numbers might even back it up. More people who smoke those buy them by the box than by singles. Hmm. We have guys that come in here and they don't even look at the singles. They go back and they get themselves a box mm-hmm. and they'll open them up. Wow. It's I, like nothing I've ever seen before. The first time I was handed one, I'm looking at the thing like this is a joke. There's no way this is going to taste good. I'm like this. It, it can't be a good cigar. And I smoked. It. I was like, wow. Mm. Bro, I you get it. You know which one's impressive? The little 70 by 4 Asabache we make, the CLE Asabache. Asabache. Andreas. Basically means, yeah, it means onyx, black onyx. Mm. Oh my, listen, I, sm- I don't smoke the 70s. I smoke them when they do the samples, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'll spot smoke them once in a while. Yeah. And, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a go to by any means. What is but your go to size, like ring gauge? Dude, the 70 by 4, man. Okay. You, wow. But 50 by 5. 50 by 5 is, your, is, yeah. is the chassis. That's where I base all blends off. But what I want to smoke, is the 70 by fours hmm. because that little wow. cigar believe it or not by weight it's almost like a 60 by six wow so it gives you the same amount of time but the cigar is small and because it's box press it fits comfortably mm. and it's amazing if you haven't tried the clea sabache that's one cigar you should try 
I don't think they're that expensive either. I, you know, I forget with all the different markets what the price is. Money. Mm. But uh, it's it really is enjoyable, man. So I'm not a big, big, big Green Gates guy. All no. right. Well, we got to do our top five now. Rock and roll. Aloha. Today's top five is brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, the medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavor blue label. Series Five Five has it all. Five Five equals the perfect 10, and that's what you get every time. The only thing better than a Five Five cigar is two of them, so you can share with a friend. And now, here's today's top five list. So, in honor of smoking the, I can never say it right, Prieto. 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 It sounds so much better (laughs) when he says it. So, so much better. This one uh, means dark. And I'm thinking tropical vacation spots, the top five places to go to get just as dark and luscious as this delicious cigar. Oh, okay. There's nowhere on the planet for me. I know. <laughs> not I was thinking the same thing, but sit next to me. If it was a red me, cigar, sure, yeah. If, if anybody sat between us on a beach, they would get the reflection off of our oh, yeah. see-through skin and get a beautiful bronze. Mm. So these are the top five places you can take Aaron and I to get a great tan. Number five is very difficult to pronounce. Kawaii. Hawaii. It's an island. So it's the Garden Isle. I have never been there because the plane ride would probably kill me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But supposedly it's beautiful. It's a little bit less commercial. Hi there. Um, And you can actually go and just have fun. They had a lot of little fun words about things you can do, but probably not going to. (laughs) To be honest with you. Not worth the trip, right? (laughs) It sounds pretty cool. Number four is in the Cook Islands. It's Taki. Sounds good. Hey, Sounds like talking. sushi. Sounds it's like not. Cool, that has. It's really near New Zealand, and supposedly it's, oh, it's the. Oh, it's even a longer flight. It's, it oh, will be, it. but it's supposedly super friendly. So if you're the kind of person that likes to walk around and kind of meet everybody, which is uh, me, yeah, I'm like a puppy. Not happening. <laughs> walk over, just yeah. chat somebody up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it sounds pretty cool. The next one is number three, Mal- Maldives. So Maldives. those nice. ones yeah. are 26 natural atolls. Wow all put together. It's a little reef island chains. Mm-hmm. And that is in the Indian Ocean southwest of India and Sri Lanka. So lots of good things about them. I would check it out. Except I won't for the pirates. fly there. That part of the world. What if I am a pirate? Check out for the pirates. Well, well you know. Okay. Yes. Who's really going to mess with me? I'm a tiny little vicious puppy. I'm the captain now. Pirate Roberts? Or... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is getting bad. Yeah, it's going off the rails. <laughs> going hard off the rails. So the next one, number two, is actually one that I would totally dig visiting. Number two is the Riviera Maya. It's uh, the Mayan Riviera in Mexico, Mm. which is Cancun, Playa del Carmen, and Cozumel. My parents actually went there. I think it was in the womb, so I've technically been there, but... Whatever. Mm. So maybe they drank the water and that explains some. <laughs> it would explain quite a yeah, bit. Fullness. They actually have uh, Chichen Itza there, which I am dying to see. Not so much to climb, but they have things you can check out. And oldest civilization. I want to see this stuff. Okay. I want to see all this stuff. Number uh, one. Dun-dun. I love that so much. All right. <laughs> Bora Bora in Tahiti. I oh. think that would be pretty sweet. I mean, you see that everywhere. Everybody yeah. who's on a honeymoon goes to Bora Bora. It's supposedly romantic. French Polynesia. Official language French. I can say we. Oui. Oh, yes, I will good. have this. And they have gourmet food, sun, fun. Check it out. If you guys ever go, please take me. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> just, just shove me in a, you know, shove suitcase. Shove me in a suitcase. Or... <laughs> I fit and carry on. Yeah. Not so much use on the beach. I will fry, but I want to. I want to. So let's all get Prieto. 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 I'm trying so hard. Prieto. So hard. So I am. Hard. Yes, well, I want to be your skin tone. 
I want to yeah. be uh, chocolate brown and delicious. Right now, I'm more day today. Shell. 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 I will tell you right now, the lighter little sister of the Prieto. Yes. It. The first time I smoked the Shell. 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 Butchering this so yeah. bad. It tasted like lobster and butter to me. So I was running around screaming, it's lobster and butter. Lobster. <laughs> it's very good. It didn't to my dad. So I got a little bit of a scolding for no, that. But yeah. I don't know about lobster, but that's a great yeah, cigar. Chile in Honduras and Nicaragua is in Central America is what we call a blonde yeah. person. A chili. Like an American really? guy. Oh, they're all chilies. There we go. Yep. It's you. I think yeah. it's interesting. Now, that blend, the, the Chele, is the same as the Prieto, but it's just a different wrapper. Is different that right? wrapper. It's amazing. Yeah, man. It's yeah the wrapper is like 70% so of the flavor. Yeah. It's incredible to me because that one tastes so light and it tastes fresh, but it also mm -hmm. has this beautiful, almost smooth, buttery quality. Right. Mm. This one, I'm getting straight up chocolate cake. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's completely, completely different. And that's interesting because... You know, both of these wrapper leaves, the Chile and, and the Prieto, they both work really well with the blend, and I feel like it's complementing the blend, right? But in a different way, like mm -hmm. the 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 light of Chile, it, it, like she said, the butteriness complements it, and it it could not taste like two completely different cigars. Like it's really that's a world of difference. Yeah, you would never. But, but if you took like if you took the cigar and you peeled it's like same. half an inch off the wrapper, mm -hmm. it would, it's the exact same <sighs> cigar. True, interesting. It, it amazes incredible. me too because <clears throat> as a cigar nerd, like you know, coming out, <laughs> I would always you know try to learn as much as I could on my own, right? So as I took uh, blenders and cigar companies' word for it when they said the blend's the same, just the wrapper's different. So what I would do is I'd smoke the natural and the Maduro or the Chile and the Prieto, and then mentally I'd try to cancel out the fillers to just get an idea of what those <laughs> wrapper leaves that. taste <laughs> like. <laughs> and you can't do it with no, those. Yeah. I Toss wouldn't. I wouldn't even think that they were the same cigar. Like, right, it's amazing how that they're both excellent cigars, just different. Thanks, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> well, that's my signal. I talk too much. We're running to Thank the end you, of our. our you, you get, we we still oh, got to. Man, we can hopefully talk forever. It's not uncomfortable, but we I still got to rate this. This will be our first time rating with uh, the owner. No, you know what? You know what you got to do. You got to you got to play the Oscar music wow. for him. You got to <laughs> play him off. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I don't think you get the hint. Christian, that's too subtle for my. Yeah, really, yeah. You really need to whack me over the head with it. It's fine. <laughs> All right. I'm close enough, honey. Yeah. So, are, are you brave enough to go first, Jess? Yeah, I am so brave enough. First, huh? All right. So I'm rocking out on the 95, and this is only because he's I have... Suit? No. <laughs> I, no, he's beautiful. I'd give him 100 for that. Yeah. Um, I am totally in love with your Aroa 20th Maduro. Thank that you very one much. Is, I was mad when I smoked it. Yep. <laughs> it was mad. It, it was so tasty. It was perfect. It had yep. little kind of cherry undertones. That's the only thing I, I, I miss... And that one, compared to that one, this one's still a great cigar. I'm getting beautiful flavor. It's burning like a dream. Mm. 95 mm. solid, only because your 20th ruined me. Thank you. <laughs> it ruined me. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go with the 93. Uh, wow. It's, you know, got great complexity. I've got some earth and chocolatey and some spice going on. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a huge fan of the Chile. Um, mm. But the fact that you can take that blend, throw another wrapper on it, and it's so different, I mean, that's, that's huge. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right at 95 with, with Jess. Um, I'm always right. Yeah, I mean, and I just didn't <laughs> want to hear about it later. Uh, no, I mean, this cigar, it's amazing for many reasons. I'm trying not to get the buzzer again for talking too long. But <laughs> the box press on this is immaculate. Perfect mm -hmm. draw. Mm -hmm. Great flavors. And now that you told me about that new cutting technique, I will never cut the cigar like a different way again. It's <laughs> Thank really you, man. cool, man. Yeah. I love it. Hope you enjoyed. 95. Yeah, I, I just have one question before my rating. Ooh. I, Ooh. Why did you go box press on this? Does it have any anything other than aesthetics? 
Man, you know, when I come up with a band and the box and the whole concept, cigars just, to me, it's part of the creative process. I don't have an answer. It's just, yeah, see, I just knew knew that yeah. the cigar had to be box pressed. I'm generally anti-box press, so I'm going to have to give you a 94 on this. The flavor's wow. great, and sometimes the problem with the box press is they're not well made in that they don't underfill it mm -hmm. enough and right. press it, but the draw on this is dead on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right so what's our total? 94. 94. Okay. So Ed's right. Solid score. So Ed's always right. <laughs> as much as I think I'm always right, Ed's always right. Yeah. Well, 94.25. It's easier to be right off camera. You know, yeah. Nobody's, nobody's going to recognize me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. excellent. I do, Ed. Christian, thanks for joining us. Thank uh, you. Pleasure was all mine. Thank you. You're welcome back anytime. And, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. You're You've been listening to The Assholes, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You can download this episode or any other episode of The Assholes at unitedpodcastnetwork.tv. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.